0: Wildcats, Warriors, Bulldogs, Cavaliers, Bees, Dragons, Panthers, Tigers, Pioneers, Bobcats. The Upper Cumberland's exclusive coaches roundtable. Your teams, your coaches. This is the High School Playbook, built
1: by Mountain Bar Builders. Built by Mountain Barn Builders. This is the High School Playbook, live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. I'm Colin Castleberry. Stone Memorial found a way last night on the road at Cookville. Upperman got revenge against Fayetteville and York. Started off their season in a big way over Clay County. That is where we begin to kick off the show. Joined by York head coach, Derwin Wright. The Dragons picked up a win over last year's state runner-up, Clay County, in Jamestown last night. Uh, Coach Wright, you yourself said how challenging a matchup, a team like the Bulldogs can be. What in the game plan or, or maybe some stuff that just kind of happened outside of it due to your athletes went so right for your team last night?
2: Well, it, it was a very physical matchup. Both teams were very physical last night. And, uh, you know, we just we, we ended up both teams had a lot of turnovers, mistakes, looked like first game. But, uh, you know, we just we ended up getting on the scoreboard early and a couple times and, uh, you know, just just had a great night.
1: One of the things that can really hurt a team is those turnovers. You end up overcoming them, but certainly something you want to clean up in, in week two. How do you go about cleaning up those turnover issues so they don't become kind of uh, an epidemic?
2: Well, we had a few snap issues and then just the timing. You know, you you got to get full-speed reps in practice. And, you know, I've had to push them to do that at times. And, uh, you know, I think last night they saw when they got tired and it was late in the game and – and and you know you're, you're 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 fighting for every yard that you know those those things just have to they have to happen you gotta you gotta execute in practice and you're gonna play like you practice and every coach says that but it's just it's the way it is now the other side of the ball defensively uh, we had an outstanding night our guys played extremely well secondary uh, several interceptions and just just. Up front, Michael Wall, uh, he led us up front on the D-line. He had several tackles for loss, a couple sacks. uh, Just a great night for him.
1: Yeah, now that obviously the game has passed, we can get really into the strategy and the game plan. What was your plan to stop Nate Adams, and and how well did that go for you last night?
2: Well, Mark Winningham and uh, Vic Wheaton, uh, Mark's the new defensive coordinator. Mark uh, had coached at York in the 90s. And uh, you know he he broke down the film. We sat down and talked about the defensive game plan, and uh, you know I, they just did a great job on that side of the ball. Uh, he, he, you know he uh, we we found some tendencies, and uh, you know that 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 we felt like that they did last year, and thought well, you know they're going to be doing a lot of the same stuff, and uh, it just worked out for us. But the defense really really played well. We schemed with our outside linebackers a little different uh, when they ran their option, uh, the way we played it and stuff, and uh, it freed up our safeties, and and they were able to come downhill and and be aggressive.
1: On the other side, despite the turnovers, four rushing touchdowns. uh, You guys are known for being a team that obviously can air it out with guys like Aiden Sweat-Thomas, but what went so well for your run game last night?
2: Well, uh Miles uh left year quarterback, he had three touchdowns and Logan Patel, our, our tailback had one and uh you know, we we were uh their their defense was aggressive and uh you know, two of those touchdowns came off of a backside counter off off quarterback. We were faking the jet sweep and the quarterback was taking it on the backside It's a play we call Cowboy. And, uh, you know, it's it just a good play against aggressive defense. And uh, our guys up front did a good job making their blocks. And, uh, you know, we got that going, got that opened up. And it uh, was a big chess match. I mean, between uh, Coach Dickerson and, and myself on offense, uh, you know, we started off getting outside on them, and he adjusted the way they were playing it. And, and we had to adjust how we block it. And, uh, you know, they got a great coaching staff, Coach Lamb, Coach Coach Dickerson, and, uh Coach Jimmy May—they they, 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 they just good, good, good coaches.
1: You, you kind of talked about Miles there a little bit. How far can this team go when Miles is able to have that level—not just a production, uh, but his ability to kind of see and read a defense and make those right reads and calls.
2: Well, you know, he—he's that guy that when he pulls it out the backside, and he—and that's a, that's a read that I give him. You know, when we're running our. Our jet sweep or buck sweep, and uh, you know he he's always looking at that backside end, and uh, you know he's he just makes a good decision there, and he's a guy that you know he, one guy, it, it, you know he's got to be a good athlete to bring him down on the backside, so you know he pulled that a couple times last night, and and that's like I said that's a read that he makes, and uh, you know he just did a good job with it, and and you know the passing game uh, i felt like the passing game was our last night we missed on a couple of opportunities uh dropped a couple of passes that we should have caught uh but uh you know aiden aiden uh, you, you mentioned him you know we use him in the running game he got outside he had a good night rylan miller had a good night but uh you know it was just there's going to be games that you know your run games going and, you, and you're going to stick with it and there are other games that 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 the passing game is going to be there and uh so you know, it's, I, I I like that part of our our offense that we can we can do either one, you know, and uh, uh, I think that was a big part of Clay County's success last night, Coach Maynard, or, or last year, Coach Maynard. They they were very very versatile in what they could do, and uh, you know, I, I think they still got a great football team. I, they're not as strong up front on the offensive line as they were the year before, but. Uh, you know, I, I knew going in it was going to be a tough test for us the first ball game.
1: You brought up Clay County's offensive line there. Let's talk about yours. Really stepped up in a big way last night with the four rushing touchdowns. Helped give Miles some time to get going in the passing game. What What did you love out of the, the, the hog mollies up front?
2: Well, you know, those guys, They're. it's always, you know, you got to win in the trenches. And uh, those guys don't get the glory but they're the guys that 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 do the work and the grit inside and uh you know we had worked on this counter and and we we film our tuesday practice we've got a guy that comes out on tuesday and he drone films our practice and we go best on best and and you know we spent some time watching that film and 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 fussing at a couple of guys and made a couple of changes and uh these other guys stepped up and we got it done And, and you know uh you that's that's what you're looking for right now improvement uh you know and and one of the guys that uh, we moved during the course of the game he went back into that spot and 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 he was better so you know that's that competing in competition is a key uh especially early on you know if you're not you're not working hard in practice somebody's going to take that spot from you and then you're going you know you're going to decide to get with it or not so uh so we've got a little bit of that we can do, you know, and that's, that's, it's great to have that depth and be able to do that.
1: Talked about cleaning up your turnover issues, uh, obviously cleaning up the flags as well. Week one, mistakes are kind of expected in those first weeks or two, but how do you go about cleaning up the mental side of the game?
2: Well, and that goes back to our Jamboree. We, we, we made way too many penalties, way too many penalties, and, and just just not playing the game the way that the game needs to be played. The game, you don't need to talk on a football field. It's talking, you know, trash is what I call it. That's what it, it there's no, there's no point in it. And I tell our guys, you You, you know, I tell officials for a game, I said, one of my guys talking, let me know, because he's going to be on the sideline with me. Because, you know, if you want to play the game, you want to be seen, You. everybody's got a roster, you know, there's a roster out there. You've got a number on. If you want to be seen, you be seen by how you play and how you hit and how you how you execute. And uh, and and we've got to we've got to take better steps than that. We're not we're not where I want to be yet. We're still wanting to, you know. We've got a couple guys that are still just making silly mental mistakes and uh, being 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 seen the way that you don't want to be seen.
1: Head coach Derwin White, right York Dragons. Coach, thanks so much for taking a few minutes here out of your morning and joining me.
2: Thank you. Thank you, guys, for coverage.
1: This is a high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. The decisions that change the games. Explained here. The Mountain
0: Barn Builders High School Playbook.
1: Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, this is the high school playbook built by by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry, Stone Memorial Panthers head coach Derek Samber joins us now. Stone Memorial had one of the more exciting finishes across the Upper Cumberland last night. They came up with a key interception that quarterback Nick Osmond was able to turn into a scoring drive, culminating in an 18-yard touchdown pass with just over 11 seconds left. Coach Sambra, what do you think of your team's late-game performance on the road in that environment?
3: Yeah, you know, um, big play on defense first. You know, I I guess the uh, play with 11 seconds left, you know, scoring at the end of the game uh, is kind of what lives on in in everybody's memory. But uh, Houston Woody with an interception on a screen pass, just an unbelievable heads-up play by him. is what set it up and and the win doesn't happen that last play doesn't happen without some really big stops by our defense but you mentioned nick nick had a huge night and then uh bear eldridge was on the other end of that pass and he had a huge night but those two kids are playmakers um that have put in a ton of preparation uh and that moment proved not to be too big for them
1: yeah you called nick osman a playmaker over 300 yards and three touchdowns certainly was a playmaker last night Just how good can this team be when he is able to put up numbers like that and perform in those situations?
3: Well, you know, Nick's a tremendous kid. That was uh, actually his first start last night. So 344 and four touchdowns is uh, a pretty good way to make your debut. But, uh, you know, really proud of Nick. Man, we've got a a really good connection. Uh, He and I do. We communicate well. Uh, He knows the game plan, and, you know, again, that was his first start, so I think he's just scratching the surface. Um, I really take a lot of pride in how I prepare quarterbacks in our passing game and uh, mixed arm talent uh, and his dedication to his craft really unlocks a lot of things for our offense, for sure.
1: You and me talked uh, earlier the last week about what it meant to go to Cookville for Stone Memorial, what did you think of the team's effort obviously both offensively and defensively to come up with the stops to come up with the points as you guys kind of traded drives as well there for a little bit
3: yeah you know we went up early uh, and then cookville roared back uh, had the lead uh, for the majority of the second half and uh, was just really proud of the way our kids responded uh, this is a senior-led team. This senior class has played a lot of football for us, and uh, they expected to win. There, there wasn't finger-pointing. There wasn't backbiting. There wasn't blaming. There weren't excuses. Um, it was simply doing our job and finding a way to bow our back uh, and win the ball game.
1: How has the team embraced Nick Osmond, being that it was his first start, it's his first time starting? How has the team embraced their starting quarterback?
3: I'm going to imagine they'll embrace him even more after last night. But Nick is a tremendous kid, likable kid, um, always kind of been a, a, a locker room guy and a locker room favorite. Uh, but I think that respect level has really gone through the roof for Nick. Uh, again, his dedication to his craft. You know, he knows where to go with football. Um, did a really good job calling protections last night. Uh, showed some some greediness, some toughness, and uh, tucking the ball and running when he had to. Uh, so, yeah, Nick's, Nick's that captain of our offense, and we're going to go as far as he takes us.
1: Obviously, it was also week one, plenty of things to clean up, to work on. Penalties were an issue last night for you guys. How do you go back to the drawing board sort of and, and clean that up this week in practice? You
3: know, certainly we'll talk about it. Um thought we really did a good job with uh, our walkthroughs this week and situational football and whatnot. Uh, Penalties are kind of a subjective deal, uh, but certainly will be something that we address and and try to clean up. Um, Played a pretty clean game in most aspects, and the fact that we didn't have any turnovers um, won the turnover battle, uh, did some good things in the kicking game, especially in our coverage. Uh, But, yeah, penalties are something we'll look to clean up for sure.
1: One of the other things I'd say you want to clean up, giving up 116 yards to blake owen now part of that is blake's a very talented kid but what do you guys have to do going into next week to make sure that you don't allow one guy to to nearly beat you
3: yeah so um tip of the cap to cookville uh their coaching staff had a heck of a game plan i think they're doing a great job over there uh and the blake owen kid i coached his brother stockton uh my year at cookville stockton was a freshman but my gosh that kid's a load um a battering ram for sure back there. And um, we certainly have things to clean up, uh, but I think a lot of credit goes to Cookville. They've got a great big offensive line and a great big quarterback It's hard to bring down.
1: Head coach Derek Sambra, Stone Memorial High School Panthers head coach. Uh, coach, before we, we let you go here and you have a great rest of your Saturday, uh, the simple question is last week you tried not to make a big deal of it, but Stone Memorial going to Cookville had never really been – a positive thing, hadn't really been successful. What does it mean to you to see your team, the Panthers program, come up here and take down the Cavs?
3: Yeah, it means a lot. You know, um it being a place that, that I've coached before and worked before, uh meant a little extra. My wife is a, a graduate and alum of Cookville High School. Um she was a Cav a few years ago but she was on the right side of things last night. <laughs> uh, um and, yeah, anytime you can do something for the first time in program history, um, the guy or one of the guys that hired me, Lance Kennedy, hired me at Stone as athletic director, and he's now an athletic director at Cookville. So, uh, a lot of sweetness in last night's win to be, you know, in that 1 and 0 lounge. Half the teams in the state start out undefeated. Kids have a good taste in their mouth, and I think we'll have some excitement going forward into week two with Sweetwater.
1: Do you think this is the sort of win that can really kind of start your season off and build from there?
3: Yeah, I think there's a lot of a lot to build on. Uh, haven't got to watch the film in depth yet this morning, but uh, plenty of things to clean up. But uh, it's nice when you can uh, still put one in the win column uh, and be able to make those corrections from film.
1: Stone Memorial head coach Derek Samber, there. I thank Coach Samber for joining us this morning. They were able to get to twenty five. 25- to 20 win over Cookville last night. A couple other scores of interest. Red Boiling Springs 61-0 over Sunbright Pickett County a 56 to nothing loss to Oakdale and Monterey a 25-14 win over Cannon County. Now we move to McMinnville where DeKalb County visited the Warren County Pioneers. They fell just short in a 27-34 loss. Coach Steve Trapp joins us now DeKalb County head coach and coach Trap. 27 points is a positive giving up 34 though unfortunately not so much what well, didn't go quite right for your defense last night
4: yeah uh, I mean the whole team I really liked how we started the game both offensively and defensively. you know two drives offense it's 14 nothing we've got a lot of negative plays on them on defense and then uh, you know get a little bit tired here and there and get a couple guys banged up and, you know, new guys are coming in, still no excuse. But, you, know, you got to give them a lot of credit. They continue to play, you know, even after we, even after we had that fast start on offense. But, uh, you know, opportunities to be had. You know, I think we had five pass interference penalties. You know, don't agree with all of them, but it is what it is. Uh, we helped them out in some third-down situations with penalties. Uh, and some misalignments and long coverages. So, uh, no, it's about looking at it you know, with the guys, making sure they learn their, their mistakes, learn from those mistakes, and then moving forward, make sure that we don't repeat them.
1: Yeah, a lot of coaches talk about in practice working on you know the penalties. How do you kind of keep the aggressive mindset, still play the game the right way, but kind of coach penalties out? W- what is your philosophy? How do you work on some – uh, taking some of those penalties down this upcoming week.
4: Uh, well, some of—I mean, a lot of that is mental, you know. And a few of the penalties we had, it—you know—it's pre or post snap penalties, and those things. That's just a lack of focus. So, uh, and it's something we talked about them all week, you know, leading up to the game, especially first game of the year. You know, we've got some sophomores out there on the field, got a freshman out there, and which it doesn't matter what grade you're in, you still got to have the right type of focus. But we talk about doing easier, better. And that's just getting in and out of the huddle, getting lined up, right personnel on the field. You know, when it's special teams, who's coming on, who's coming off. Uh, big situation in the game, we punted, had them pinned inside the five, but we had a kid running on late, so we got a flag. So we had to repunt, and it kind of changed that. They ended up scoring on the next play. but uh, And then, you know, some after the, the whistle penalties. Some of the stuff in the play you can understand, but. Uh, but also doing easy better, you also have to do hard better, too. What's hard is, you know, especially in the first game, when those legs get tired, those cramps start creeping in a little bit. You know, you got to keep playing. I mean, that's the thing. When the ball is snapped, you've got to give it what you got left in the tank. Uh, you know, so some guys gained a lot of experience in all those categories last night.
1: Your offense certainly got some experience. You've mentioned it already, how proud you were of their performance. What stood out from your offense in week one? Well, I'm proud of
4: how they started, not a proud of everything that they did in there. And then some of that falls on me as the play caller also, just making sure we're putting them in situations to be successful. But uh, the critical moments uh, in the game, you know, that's all three phases. You know, we've got to make sure that we're executing. You know, we had a, a big drive that stalled on us. It was third and fourth and one, and we didn't get it. It was mixed execution on the plays, and, uh, you know, there's some others in there. But, again, we started the game off just going right down the field, and, and doing what we needed to do to be successful. And then we started getting first down penalties a time or two, so that puts you behind the chains and uh, makes it a little bit different. But uh, the guys played hard. I mean, that's one thing I give them credit for, and that's one thing that uh, we should never have to question. Uh, they did play hard. But we've got to make sure that our mental effort effort.
1: One of the things you and me talked about all spring was the talent and the experience you obviously brought back at the quarterback position uh, how do you feel about Briz's performance last night?
4: I know, Briz had a couple uh, rushing touchdowns. He had a passing touchdown. Uh, there were some moments in the game where you know he started cramping, so he was in and out. I mean, but overall, he played a really gutsy performance. Uh, you know, there's always things that we're going to look at. You know, especially at that position, that we want to do better and make sure the things that we're seeing. But uh, you know, as far as uh, you know, being his first live action for a long time, you know, he did a pretty good job for us.
1: You talked about it a few times, right? Next week, a lot to clean up and a lot to work on. What do you take away from this game and carry with you into next week? And then maybe secondarily, how do you kind of snap and clear, punt this game, and concentrate on next week without letting these mistakes turn into two and three weeks' worth? I mean,
4: that's... That's ultimately part of our philosophy. I mean, good or bad, success or failure, it's all about the next play. It's all about the next opportunity. Not that you don't learn from your successes and failures previously, but, you know, you just got to take, you know, what has happened, good or bad, move on from it, learn from it, uh, but ultimately grow from it. And that's the thing, you know, we explain to them. That's, That's how we talk to them all winter. You know, there's no growth without struggle. Um uh, you know, still have a confidence in this team. You know, like I said, we've got confidence that we can be a competitive football team each and every Friday. Uh, and that's what we've been for quite a few years now. But uh, to be a successful team and how people look at you from the outside, then it comes down to wins and losses. And uh, this is five games in a row dating back to last season that we've lost by a score or less. You know, so that comes down to execution and critical moments and, uh, you know, just buying in ultimately to what it takes day in and day out get our team where we want to be at the end of Friday night.
1: DeKalb County head coach Steve Trapp joining us there. The Tigers fall to Warren County in McMinnville 34-27 last night. When we return, it's Adam Kane, the upperman head coach, as the Bees got a big win last night, a bit of revenge for them on the gridiron. We'll talk about it and more when we return. Built by Mountain Barn Builders, this is the High School Playbook. Rewind the film. Review the plays. The High School
0: Playbook. Available on demand. UCSportsNation.com. Built by Mountain Barn Builders.
1: Live from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive, this is the High School Playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. And we're now joined by Adam Kane, live and in-person uppermans head coach, the bees got their revenge last night as they topped Fayetteville 26 to nothing. Uh, Coach Kane, you stated how they clobbered you guys last year. What went so differently and so well for your team this year?
5: Well, you know, much much respect to their program. They've uh, they've given us two losses over the last two years, and so um, you know, I think part of it is. We really didn't enjoy or, or um, we didn't feel good about the way things went for our team last year just as a whole. Um, you know, it was a big focus in the offseason to kind of get back to who we were and who we are and, um, you know, playing physical football and, and, and uh, coming out fast and trying to get after people. And, you know, what better way than to uh, – you know open the season with a team that's gotten you two years in a row and um so it was a big focus for us I think we I think we played with a pretty good intensity level you know our, our home crowd helped out quite a bit and um uh, you know they got they they got off to a slow start and and we were able to kind of settle in defensively and um you know once we figured it once we figured out that we were going to you know be able to run the football against them it, it kind of uh you know changed our game plan a little bit because that's been a struggle the last Establish our run game. chatter in the off season about how we lost this and lost that and and uh you know that we didn't have any size up front and this that and the other you know we we take a great deal of pride in how we prepare those offensive linemen and and, and uh, you know we got periods built into practice where we make them play physical football because we need to run the ball and so um you know I was very I'm, I'm always proud of them um we got a senior leader up there Evan Briggs that's been a four-year starter for us and and um you know he kind of uh, leads that group and uh they did a fantastic job last night I think over 300 yards on the ground and so you know, hopefully that t- that group uh, offensive line will will continue to uh, you know grow and develop because there are you know a lot of guys that haven't played a whole bunch on the offensive side. So we just hope that they can continue to grow and develop as you know everybody on the on the roster.
1: Something we talked about over the offseason was you know guys at new positions or new faces who have to step up. You come up with the big twenty-six, nothing win last night. What does that do for the confidence of your team as a whole, but the confidence maybe of these guys, the new faces, and the guys who've had to change positions?
5: Yeah, outstanding question. You know, it's uh, it's huge. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of uh, take that personally because I, you know, my my one and only son is a is a sophomore that is starting for the first time this year, and and. I understand. I see how the the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs of a season can, can affect a kid, um, you know, on a personal level. And then as the team goes, we've got a talented group of sophomores and they're, you know, sprinkled in here and there. Um, You know, our quarterback Bronson is a sophomore. Um, Carmine Phillips is a sophomore that's playing both ways for us. And, you know it it is that confidence thing for them is is huge and i can sense it growing and last night you know a a big win um you know kind of in in uh convincing fashion is is and, and i feel like the way we played and the way some of those kids played um Is going to be, you know, huge for their confidence level, Um, you know, for the young guys. Um, I I see a kid like Ethan Paul, who's a junior, Um, you know, he started last year, Um, but I see him and his confidence just kind of overflowing right now, and he's running with, you know, running with power and, and physicality, and he's doing, you know, I, I was really impressed. You know, at, at Upperman, everything starts with a defense. Um, you know, we do everything defense first and and this, that, and the other, and I was just really impressed. I looked at the stat line, and we held them to 67 yards um, in in four quarters, and their quarterback is a special talent. I think he's got offers from several Division One programs, and, and we held them to 13 yards passing. Um, you know, they, they bought into what we were trying to do, um, and I think it was pretty clear that we were the aggressor on that side of the ball.
1: You started to talk about it there. Let's get more in-depth. The defense holding this team to zero points, you put an emphasis not just on Fayetteville's offense, but you told me, kind of in a pregame interview that you challenged your defense to go out there and play and not get outworked or outplayed they certainly went out there and took that message to heart where did that start where does that defensive mentality start where do you think it came from this year versus say in past years
5: well it that's a good question we've always played pretty good defense at upperman um you know we were embarrassed the last time we were on the field we gave up 43 points um you know to a team quite honestly that shouldn't have been on the field with us in in my opinion um and that stuck with me for sure um over the off season I always want to try to grow and learn from the kind of experiences of the past, but that one was hard to get over man i, I I'll be honest with you it was uh i don't know that i'm i don't know if i'm over it still um but i was going to make sure that this group understands you know you've got to own those performances um you know i have to own those coaching performances but this group when we go out there and and give up 43 points to a you know a lesser opponent we've got to own it and and live it and uh is that how we want to play um It's been something that we've harped on um, quite a bit this off season, and the difference. Everybody always asks me, you know, what what's the team look like? This, that, and the other. The only thing I can say about this team is this team's different. Um, They respond to my messages. They um, they listen. You know. They're very intently in, intent on trying to uh, make corrections and do the things necessary to, you know, for us to be successful. I, I, I you know, Monday, not Monday, maybe Tuesday at practice, we, we came up before we break down and go into our individual groups. And I said, Everybody raise your hand. Who wants to win? Who wants to win Friday night? Well, they all raised their hands. My next question was, what are you individually willing to do to make sure that we're able to win this game? And this team is actually kind of responsive to those kind of things and, and accountable, you know, to their buddies and their teammates. Um, so when I talk about how we're, we were embarrassed last time we took the field and so on and so forth, These kids this year will respond to those kinds of things. And I think it meant something to them last night. Uh, uh, You know, amidst all the nerves and anxiety of the first game, I could tell there was going to be a a big-time focus and a big-time aggressive effort to try to make sure we get back to where we want to be.
1: Well, Coach Kane, Upperman head coach. Uh, if there's one thing I know about you, Coach Kane, it is that the work is never done. There's always room to grow. It is just week one. What has to improve for this Upperman team in week two and beyond?
5: Yeah. Well, without without having you know really looked at the film a whole bunch, sure. um, a lot of little uh, you know delays and false starts on offense. We've got to get cleared up. Um, you know, we lost a guy, um, one of our defensive guys uh, rushing got hurt, so we're going to have to find his, you know, replacement and make sure we get him coached up. Um, I want to build on, I, I, I want people, and this was my message in the uh, huddle on the field afterwards, we need to create a hunger. One win that we don't need to be satisfied with one win. We need to be hungry to get better, to work, to improve, and, uh, and, and, and you know, and try to eat, try to eat the rest of the season. And so next week is, is uh, you know, really all we're worried about right now is Lebanon, you know, Fayetteville. We enjoyed it. Um, we enjoyed it last night. Uh, we'll get on to Lebanon tonight, and I'm sure they've got a really good football team, you know, a 6A program. But I'm going to um, – I'm gonna make sure our tummies are empty, and we got a hunger about us, and uh, you know, hopefully, we can, you know, try to improve. You try to improve every week. The um, the you know one kind of uh, saying in coaching is you make your most improvement between week one and week two. We're not gonna be we're not gonna lose that opportunity to make those improvements and adjustments.
1: Upperman Bees head coach Adam Kane joining me here after a 26-0 win over Fayetteville last night. When we come back, it's Curtis Beatty and White County joining us coming off a win. This is the High School Playbook live at Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: It's the weekly post-game press conference. Your coaches, your teams. The Mountain Barn Builders High School Playbook.
1: Welcome back inside the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders. Colin Castleberry live here from Chick-fil-A on Interstate Drive. Joined now by Curtis Beatty, White County head coach. The Warriors crossed the timeline to take on Silverdale Academy outside Chattanooga last night and walked away with a 26-13 win. The biggest story, though, was the defense that Coach Beatty had stated would be improved this year. Coach? Uh, four turnovers caused last night. how proud were you of the defense
6: uh I'm extremely proud of those kids um they They've had a chip on their shoulder all summer because last year that's all they heard uh how how if our defense was better you know if if we could stop a pass and things like that and for our kids to come out and and get two interceptions and and create four turnovers on defense and those kids just played. Um, awesome for us, and Coach Foster had a great game plan. It was—I'm just extremely proud of them.
1: What can this team be if your defense can play at that level of consistency? Four turnovers is one thing, but just the consistent level of, of defensive pressure.
6: Uh, for us, it, it's—it's going to help us tremendously. As uh, with our offense right now, you know, we we played well at times last night on offense, but. We have so much youth uh, in the offensive line that uh, the defense may have to carry us on in a few occasions. So if we can keep the consistency up, it could uh, really help this offensive line by time to uh, grow and become older.
1: How much do you think it benefited your offense last night, whether they were able to come up with points or not? That those four turnovers gave them four more drives just to get experience, to get week one out of the way, and to begin to really get into an offensive rhythm.
6: Uh, it helped. It helped tremendously with with just it, it created energy on the sideline, and you, you know, the the game of football is about momentum, and uh, to to get the momentum gave the the shot of life in the offense and we were able and we were able to move the ball last night offensively it was just we kept shooting ourselves in the foot with penalties and things like that which like I said I expected with some of the youth that we have on the team so we just got to get that cleaned up
1: yeah it's week one a lot of teams across the upper Cumberland issues with penalties really at any level you see that in week one but what do you guys have to do to kind of clean that up here in the next week two weeks so on
6: you just continue to, to rep it at practice, making making sure that uh, we're talking to officials on Friday nights as players. You know, we had a couple uh, receivers that weren't on the ball, supposed to be on the ball. And that the stuff like that, simple fixes, we just got to continually remind them and rep it at practice. Hey, when you get up there, talk to your official, make sure you're good, and and things like that. And I think we can clean it up fairly quickly.
1: You mentioned you have youth on the offensive line. You obviously bring back a lot of experience around that offensive line at the quarterback position, wide receiver, running back. How much has that helped the youth on this offensive line? How much did it help last night to have a lot of guys who understand how the offense works?
6: Uh, tremendous. I mean, we you line your opinion back, uh, I don't know what his total stats were last night just yet, but the kid is – He's an incredible football player, uh, very smart. And when you got him behind uh, anybody at, at this point, I think he he's going to help them. Uh, you, you know, they, He doesn't need a great block right now, and neither do the two freshman running backs. They, they just need a little wiggle room, so it, it buys them some time. And, and those guys know they don't have to be perfect, uh, but they're, they're coming together.
1: One of the things we talk about with high school teams all the time is their high school kids. Right, your team did not seem to be affected at all by the time change, by having to go multiple hours to Silverdale Academy. How proud are you of your team's mentality to almost take that business trip-like uh, mentality?
6: Well, we've we talked about it. Uh, me and me and Coach Sloan talked about it actually yesterday on the way down. Uh, we just for whatever reason we're we've not traveled really well. Uh, if we have to go further than thirty minutes. Normally we start the game really rusty and things like that. So to to go down and score and and get a quick stop on defense and things like that and get off the bus really 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 good, I'm extremely proud of them. Uh, to just they just were there to play football. They they knew they had a job to do and they were excited to do it. And I'm proud of them for it.
1: Head coach Curtis Beatty, White County football coach. Before we let you go, uh, what do you want this team to take? From this week into next week, and what are some things you'd love to uh, to get fixed, to get improved going into next week?
6: Well, we just we got to keep uh, playing with the same same emotion, same energy that we had Friday night. Uh, just keep flying the ball on defense and on offense. Uh, we got to keep keep flying around, blocking people. The uh, we obviously we got to clean up the penalties, and we've got to uh, fix a, a few things on the interior. Just just simple stuff, but uh, I think we can, and uh, we're excited to to give it another shot next Friday.
1: White County head coach Curtis Beatty coming off a 26-13 win at Silverdale Academy last night. This is the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: The plays made. The decisions made. The explanations here. The coaches' roundtable called the high school playbook built by Mountain
1: Barn Builders. Close it out with Livingston Academy head coach Matt Houser who was down two quarterbacks in a nine nothing loss to Trousdale County. Coach Houser, Coach Houser, how did you feel about your two wide receivers who had to be converted to quarterback this week in Jake Hughes and Carson Parrott?
2: I was proud of
7: Jake. I was proud of Carson. I was proud of the entire team. They they fought. They, uh, you know, we talked about having to battle adversity and overcoming adversity, and and. Uh, they came out there and they fought tooth and nail with a team that uh, is a perennial powerhouse, a team that's um, had tons of success throughout history. And, um, you know, they never backed down. We, we struggled to kind of get some consistency. And those guys were put in a tough spot. And, and uh, you know, they had limited practice uh, to kind of prepare. And I thought they played well. Um, they made some mistakes, but we made some mistakes all the way around the board. We just got to clean those things up. Those things are on coaching. We've got to get them in better spots and uh, get them better prepared, and that's what we'll work on all week.
1: How proud were you of your offensive line, considering that having to put those two guys at quarterback, you only had one true sack in terms of a drop-back pass where he was tackled in the backfield?
7: Sure, they did. I thought they did a good job. Um, We did a good job running the football, which we struggled with a little bit in in fall camp because we've been able to throw it so well. Um, I thought they ran the ball well. We just weren't consistent enough. We would have a a few big runs, and we'd follow that up uh, with a mistake of some sort, and and it put us behind the sticks a little bit. And we just were never able to overcome uh, some of the mistakes due to how well they played. And you have to give Trousdale a lot of credit. That's a a very big physical football team um, that has a lot of experience, a lot of seniors on that team. Uh, that are playing both ways, and and they were very well prepared, very well coached, and you know I thought they they did what they needed to to win, and we just couldn't capitalize enough on some of the mistakes they made uh, to give ourselves a chance. But you know that's that's football and that's life for you. They got to bounce back, and we'll you know get ready to go for Whites Creek and and be ready to go next week.
1: Yeah, you kind of alluded to it there. Trousdale County uh, certainly shot themselves in the foot mm-hmm. a few times. Your defense did a lot to give your offense chances what was what was the thought process or how proud were you I hate to quit phrasing to keep phrasing it that way but uh, of your defense giving your offense so many chances able to come up with so many stops uh, against such a talented group of running backs and team
7: you know I thought they played really well at times we we had our back, back, we had our backs against the wall several times uh they do a lot of overloading formations and a lot of things that are very very difficult to prepare for uh in the course of a week um just because of of what kind of what kind of stuff they do what kind of athletes they have and things like that so um I thought our defense played well we we knew we were going to give up some yards uh but they they just kept fighting they never backed away um you know they they were able to give us some some good opportunities offensively we just didn't capitalize on and but i think they'll they'll be the first to say when they look at film that there are some things there that they've got to correct in terms of technique wise and um you know that's the great thing about the world we live in now we have plenty of opportunity to watch film and make a lot of corrections and they have film to watch at home and and they can watch those things uh, on their own time. So that helps tremendously.
1: How do you go about cleaning up the penalties as you guys had double digit numbers in terms of uh, penalties called last <clears throat> night?
7: Sure. I, I think a lot of, of our penalties were effort penalties uh, guys trying to make an extra block, guys trying to do something. And, and we've got, you know, so some of those things we've got to continue to teach. Um, proper techniques and and to be disciplined and not to do some of the things that happened but you know we didn't have a lot of pre-snap penalties there weren't a lot of errors in that regard it was a lot of uh, the things that were happening in between plays like i said for for the effort to, uh the effort side of things so you got you like to see that you like to see guys hustling and fighting and we talk a lot about doing stuff for make sure your teammates successful and sometimes that extra effort helps but when you do things and it and uh there's a negative impact there then it can hurt your teammates so those are things we discussed pre-game or post-game those are things that we'll continue to discuss next week um but i think a lot of it too is first game jitters you know it's first time under the light a lot of these kids it's first time being on the field and meaningful action so um you know they have they have a, a ways to go we have a ways to go and that's our job as coaches to prepare them and make sure that they're ready to play and uh, we'll work to do that next week against Whites Creek.
1: Livingston Academy head coach Mathen Hauser, Coach Hauser, it's rare that I bring up a kicker, but you guys have uh, quite a weapon there with quite a leg. <clears throat> what does a a guy like that mean to your team, not just in, in his ability on kickoffs and field goals, but his ability to punt and pin a team like Trousdale County back inside their own five or ten?
7: Uh, Dylan is great. Um he's an he when he kicks off and he gets a hold of one he can kick it through the end zone he's he's got a really good leg for field goal in fact late in the game uh we had the ball to 32 and we had an opportunity to kick a 49 yard field goal and we really really thought hard about that we knew it would cut it to a six point game um if it would have been five yards closer we would definitely kick uh he's got the kind of leg that can make that 49 is is stretching it a bit and when you when you have to kick one that far, you have to. It has to come out low, and it produces opportunities for blocks and things of that nature. So we just felt like it wasn't putting him in a in the best position to be successful. Uh, but, but like I said, if we would have been five yards closer, we would have taken that shot, try to get it to a one score game late there in the fourth. But he's a weapon for us, and we'll use him throughout the year. Um, and you know, can't say enough about him. He had an unfortunate snap go over his head early in the. In the game, not a lot that he could do about that. Uh, but late in the game, he had a low snap that he picked up and was able to get off uh, that helped us. So, you know, he's, he's an athlete back there playing, and, he, and he's got a heck of a leg. And Coach Sadler does a good job of coaching him up all week long.
1: You guys had several uh, snap issues, be it low or high. How do you clean that up this week in practice? Is it just a reps sort of thing, or, or what else can you do to kind of get that consistency uh, there in, in the exchange?
7: Uh, you know, long snapping is difficult. Uh, some years you have a true long snapper. Sometimes uh, some years you have kids that are having to fill that role that aren't as natural at it. And that's kind of where we are this year. Um, but I, you know, I think a lot of it is mental. When you, when you make a bad snap, um, it's difficult to overcome that. You'll start to overcompensate. So if you get one high, then you start to think, Oh, I can't do that again. And, and the next one's low. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you're shooting free throws or in basketball, if you miss one and, and you start to worry about it, it, it takes its toll on you. So we're, that's in the same boat here. Um, we will we'll continue to work on that. That's uh, been a work in progress that all season long, I think Rocco will do a fine job there. I'm not not worried about the long-term of it. He just needs more reps at it, and uh, you know, to kind of prepare himself for it.
1: Uh, Coach Hauser, before we let you go, one final question, and that is this. Uh, Without giving too much away, obviously you've mentioned it. Uh, How different can this team look on offense when you guys can get uh, one of your two quarterbacks back?
7: Uh, Well, I think, you know, it's hard to say. Every week there's so much that you can't control in the course of a game. Um, But from our scrimmages, in the spring and our scrimmages this fall, um, we've had a lot of success throwing the football, and um, to the tune of one hundred and fifty to two hundred yards, probably per scrimmage in the air, and that's in three to four series. So we've we've thrown eighty percent of our eighty to ninety percent of our production has come in the past game, and so you know you you hope that when everybody's back and we start to click that 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 carries over. Uh, I know that we have a lot of athletes that we can get the ball in base to Um, we have a good offensive line Uh, we just have to be consistent in our approach and we have to just make sure that our effort is uh, continues to be there each and every week and that we execute and limit the penalties and I think we'll be fine
1: head coach Madden Hauser Livingston Academy who fell nine nothing to Trousdale County last night you can hear the full interview over on ucsportsnation.com Right now, though, let's take a look at the rest of your scoreboard. Smith County defeated Gordonsville 25-19. Red Boiling Springs 61-0, a win over Sunbright. Stone, as we talked about earlier, took down Cookville 25-20, while Warren County defeated Decab 34-27. Cumberland County a 10-7 win over Scott. White County crossing the timeline, won 28-13 over Silverdale Academy. Pickett Falls. In their first game in their first full varsity season in three years they fall 56 to nothing in a loss to Oakdale, Jackson County, cross state lines a 21-20 win over Clinton County, Kentucky York as we spoke with head coach Derwin Wright earlier, a 26 to nothing win over Clay County Upperman by the same score a win over Fayetteville 26 to nothing and Monterey got the better of Cannon County 25 to 14. I'm Colin Castleberry. Thanks so much for joining us live from Chick-fil-A here on Interstate Drive. This has been the high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders.
0: The High School Playbook, built by Mountain Barn Builders. Add space to your home, protect your cars and boats, a new workshop, or she shed. Mountain Barn Builders will build it mountain strong. MountainBarnBuilders.com. The prep conversation continues all week, including today's show on demand. UCSportsNation.com.